Four women, one show, many laughs. Hello and welcome to A Plus Podcasts. I'm your host, D.L. McDonald, and today we will be talking about that three-time winner for Best Sketch Comedy Program or Series at the CSAs, The Baroness Von Sketch Show. Excuse me, you don't happen to have a podcast about skincare, do you? I do. Oh my God. I'm a huge fan. That's so kind. Thank you. I have a podcast, too. I mean, if you want to, I'd love to have you on. We could have a crossover episode. Oh, what's it about? Podcasts. It's a podcast about podcasts. Okay, well, get in touch. I'm gonna. Okay. Okay, yes. yes. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Everyone and their cat seems to have a podcast these days. Um, no, Cheryl, I still think it's a pretty special and cool thing, actually. Some critics might say that it's little more than a female version of Kids in the Hall, which could be a quick elevator pitch if you wanted to get it across to someone. However, there's so much more to this show. Not only does it bounce from sketch to sketch, it also seamlessly can change genre to genre. Hey, titties. Hey, titty, titty, bounce, bounce, titty, titty, titty. Oh, yeah, run, big butt, run. I'd like to toss your salad, sweet cheeks. My lady. Eat your clam, what? Is it spring already? I didn't expect to see street harassers for another few weeks. Oh, they get earlier every year. This global warming. Sure, at the end of each bit, you're watching a comedy, but one may be shot like a rom-com, then you're immediately thrust into a thriller setting. There needs to be a hero here! Back up, you two, back up. Back up! Oh, everybody, hands up! This is the police! Hands up, hands up! Let's go, let's go! Everybody, be cool! Be cool! Karen? Huh? Is that you, Karen? Monica Heisey? Hello! What? I know, so good to see you! Get it? How long has it been? Like 20 years. 20 years. It's my friend Sherry. Yeah, we Hi. went to school together yeah. 20 years ago. Nice to meet you. Agent nice Cooper. to meet you. Hi. How, uh, how you been? Well, you know, I've been better. Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. been better. But-, but let's back it up a bit and chat about where it all started. The show was created by the four main cast. Carolyn Taylor, a Second City Toronto alum who wrote for This Hour Has 22 Minutes. So the question that we arrive at is this. How will the... Women know it's for women. How will the women know it's for women? Pink. Pink. Of course it's pink, Emily. Come on. Meredith McNeil, classically trained from the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts, she also wrote on This Hour Has 22 Minutes. Okay, we have 20 minutes left. Let's go join the queue, okay, before visitation ends. Yeah, I understand, but I just see that you're a bit nervous. I'm a bit amped up. You can get a bit awkward in situations like this, so I just want us to come up with a plan before we talk to the Oh, I'm sorry, there will be no plan. There is no plan. Our friend's father just died, so let's just say something that actually means something. You know what's best in situations like this? Sorry for your loss. Oh, hi. Does it look like I just stepped out of a greeting card? I don't think so. You look like you stepped out of a vampire movie. Well, thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right. There we go. Sorry. It's okay. Just a deep breath. Follow her lead, okay? My condolences to you and your family. I'm sorry. That is so boring. It's, it's just what you it's say. It's hollow and it doesn't mean anything. It means best. Watch how it's done, okay? Okay. Your dad's dead. That's a fact. Just say sorry for your loss. Aurora Brown, Tim Sims' encouragement phenomenon who appeared at the Second City Toronto. Oh, you missed a spot. <laughs> oh, well, I'll get the spot. And I'll get that other spot. What the fuck? What? You painted me! Yeah? What? This is my favorite shirt! Why would you do that? Why would you wear your favorite shirt to paint? God damn it! Well, I didn't think you were gonna paint me on purpose! Well, I'm sorry! I just thought this is what they do in romantic comedy! So yeah, I thought we were just actors! I was just trying to be cute and flirty like we were just doing! You know, like, hey, oh, how are you? God, it's in my eye now! Jesus! And Jennifer Whalen who, like Carolyn, both worked for Second City Toronto, and this hour has 22 minutes. Excuse me, you can't do that here. Fuck off, you old hag. (laughs) You did not just say that to me. You need to realize that you have no right to blow your shitty smoke everywhere. These people are too polite to say anything, but they did not 
come here to have their evening ruined by some asshole. And if you would like me to call the manager, I will do that. That's literally what I do. So come on, make my evening. You don't have to do, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's better, apology accepted. It's clear to see that each of them cut their teeth in some of this country's highest regarded comedy institutions. Noticing the very big hole in the North American media market for an all-women sketch show, the four set out to make their mark. Aiming to follow in the footsteps of Smack the Pony. Just copy me, all right. Okay, all right. Where is this dish from Blackburn? From Blackburn. I like, we go to football every Saturday afternoon. Go, every Saturday afternoon. <laughs> and then we always have a pie at half time. Pie at half time. And then we're looking for two blocks to go out with. Two blocks to go out with. <laughs> and then, like, we're really good fun, aren't we, Kimberly? <laughs> what, you got to say something? I'm the quiet one. And French and Saunders. Right, today we're going to learn Italian and tomorrow Japanese. Do you understand? Why? Because if they understand what we're saying, we'll make more money. Oh, I see. We should be able to learn a foreign language, shouldn't we? Babies do. Oh, shut up. Both famous all-women British sketch shows. Their sketches hit hard and fast. From well noted observations. Here you go. Hey. You having fun? Not really. Yeah. I kind of like always come to these things and hoping that I can meet someone. Oh, I can help you out there. Really? Yeah, yeah. Watch this. Oh my God. I can't believe you've never seen Die Hard. What are you doing? Whoa. You've never seen Die Hard? Sorry, she said you've never seen That's Die insane. Hard? Uh, well, m'lady, I would love to show you Die Hard for the first time. Really? Okay. Take him up on that, what's, what's so great about Die Hard? <laughs> to even high concept ideas like a post apocalyptic society of women. Vulva Superiosa will be pleased. In her name. Guys? Hi, uh, hello. I was wondering if, um, Beep, beep, boop, do you ever, um, just a, do you miss men? The new order gives us everything we desire. For our sexual needs, we have the machine. It fulfills on a very basic level. And Meredith will do just about anything for a laugh with her exceptional physical comedy. Hi, Hi. what does she want done? Uh, I'll do it. I've got no problem doing it. You have it. no idea what it is she it just It doesn't asked even me. matter. If you want that corner office, you got to lean in. you got to say yes to everything. That's the trend. That's what power women do. And I'm going to do it. And I'm going to get ahead. So that's it. I'll do it. Oh, but she just wanted... You want to staple this paper? No, no. Look, I did it. Thank you. Want to hole punch this TMS sure. report? Hole punch, hole punch, hole punch. Guess what? I just did it. You want me to sharpen this goddamn pencil? Not a problem. Look at this. Sharpen, sharpen, sharpen. It's broken. I will do it. You want me to mop the floor? Look at this. I'm oh, mopping. Oh, that floor is carpet. Fine. Look at this. I'm a human vacuum. I'm going to get down here. Oh. I'm going to suck it up myself. I don't think Cheryl Sandberg sucked carpet. I think she did. She wants me to run into this wall. Look, I'll do it. Oh, nobody is asking you I to just did it. You want me to eat this lotion? No. Oh, we haven't wanted you to do any of the things you've done in the last four minutes. It's been announced that this upcoming season, season five, will be their last. So now would be a great time to get caught up. We can hear more about the process of creating an award-winning sketch show right now. How? Well, I'm going to chat with one of the four creators, the talented Aurora Brown. Hello, Aurora. Hello, Dan. How are you? I'm okay. I'm uh, uh, warm right now, as many people are. Uh, the heat wave happening is uh, it's happening, and I'm anticipating tomorrow will just be like melted pats of butter. But, uh, I'm all I'm all good. Yeah, it's unbearable. Yeah. So, um, could you just briefly explain what the Tim Sims Encouragement Fund was? Sure. Yeah. Um, still going, I think. Uh, I've sat on the jury for it. it it's Tim Sims was a Canadian improviser. He's a second city alumni. And for people of a certain age, there was a real 
popular series of ads for Reese's Peanut Butter Cups where Circle Researcher Rory Tate was talking about that. So that, that guy was Tim Sims. Scientists are baffled by the sudden appearance of flat circular areas in these fields. Even more baffling are the traces of real milk chocolate and peanut butter found nearby. With me is Rory Tate, a Circle Researcher. Have you any idea what caused these circles? I'm not sure, but I feel very close to a major discovery. Reese peanut butter cups, real milk chocolate and peanut butter together. And uh, he uh, sadly died too young. And the Tim Sims Theater that used to be in the old Second City building was named after him. And he himself was such a, uh, a great at encouraging new performers and um, mentoring young uh, young improvisers and up and coming uh, performers. So uh, his widow and Second City, I believe, um, put together this fun to uh, kind of highlight new up and coming people. So um, I think if you'd been performing publicly for like less than a year or two years or something like that, you could be nominated and then you'd get to do a showcase and then the winner would get a uh, financial help. And it was a really nice uh, boost. And uh, uh, I got nominated uh, along with a whole bunch of talented performers, including Lori Elliott, who won that year. And she's extremely funny. It was a really nice kind of like little vote of confidence. Because, you know, when you're starting out, you're like, am I any good? Does anybody laugh at this? And it doesn't. It's a very encouraging encouragement fund. Uh, yeah, he was also on the Red Green Show for the first season. That's right. That's right. Lived in a cave. Jack, come on up here. I know you're down there, Jack. What do you want? If you're figuring out I'm trying to take away my cave and all my supplies, well, think again because it's mine. I have a receipt. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just uh, the guys at the lodge were, you know, worried about you, and your wife is worried about you, and and, and your friends. Well, no, but at least your wife is worried about you. <laughs> Don't worry about me, Red. I'm like a wildcat, you know? I have a, a fifth sense. <laughs> and I'll tell you something. Pollution, terrorism, lawyers, it's all breaking down, Red. Oh, yeah. And while the rest of the world is sinking in its own filth and decay, I'm going to be right here in this cave, and I'm... <laughs> yeah. So, I suppose you were approached by Carolyn, right, about the show? By Carolyn yeah. Taylor? Yeah. Carolyn? About Baroness. Yes. Uh, Carolyn and I had uh, been on the main stage at Second City together, uh, where we also knew Jen Whalen. And um, she was out working uh, on this hour's 22 minutes. And Meredith McNeil had been hired to work on that show as well. And so they had met there. And she came back, she said, um, I met this amazing performer. And... Uh, you know, we're cooking up an idea for a female sketch show and I really want you to be in it. And I was like, fantastic. Uh, can't wait. And so we all kind of met in the middle. Carolyn's very good at, at putting parties together and at putting groups of people together. So she kind of had an instinct for who might work really well. Well, she nailed it. <laughs> like the four of you are great together. Mm -hmm. When did you guys realize it was a hit or is that even something that you process? Oh, uh, well, I think, I think there was a moment when we knew it wasn't going to fail miserably. Um, we had, uh, like, we always were confident in it. We were confident in our material and confident in ourselves, but you can be really confident and never know how it's going to do. And uh, we were uh, in the room uh, developing, you know, material. And we knew that that day was the day that they were releasing our very first sketch digitally. And that was the uh, sketch of the 40-year-old birthday in the uh, gym locker room. Here. Okay, it's just... Wow. I'm not comfortable. That much nudity. Ooh. So. Aren't you? <gasps> I am. But how? Welcome to your 40s, Kelsey. Welcome to not giving a shit at the gym. <sighs> okay. You're one of us now, Kelsey. You own this room. 
You can hang out here naked all day. Oh my God, I never felt like so entitled to a space. And it only gets better from here. Like in five years, you'll be giving unsolicited life advice to perfect strangers. And um, that was kind of a, 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 not a scary moment. We were a bit nervous because, you know, here we go, first sketch. We're all going to be, you know, naked, literally. Um, although not, I mean, when we, were, when we were filming it, we had stuff on. But, you know, like there's our digitized, you know, bodies. <laughs> and so not only the comedy getting out there, but also like us being out there so much. And at the time, um, there was a lot of, you know, trolls were very big online. And, and uh, we were a bit nervous about what the reaction to us would be. And incredibly... Um, everybody blew right past what we looked like and they were just into, everybody was just talking about how true this was and, you know, women, men saying, oh, can you do like the men's version of it? And the views just kept racking up and the response to it, even if people thought it was a great idea to be naked in the, in the change room or a terrible idea, they just really liked the sketch. And I think that was a moment where we're like, oh yes, like people get it. And um so that was, that was, I think, the moment we knew it wasn't going to just, like, drop into the ether and nothing would happen. Right. And then ever since then, we've just had, like, you know, a similar kind of, like, people really responding kind of well. So that's, you know, Facebook comments, they make a difference. They, uh, they let us know what people think. I think that's how we knew. Definitely. Yeah, it's great to have immediate feedback, too. Yeah, yeah. Like now with social media, you can get a very sense of like what the pulse is right away. Completely, yeah. And it's, um, yeah, it was, it was so, it was so, it, you know. And we're lucky that we're we're kind of built for digital sharing because we have these short scenes, you know. So it's not to, when people get that little bite, it's not too long to tax everybody's patience, you know, because we're all we all have such short attention spans online. And, um, yeah, so we were really fortunate that way that we could really connect with people. How did the production change from season one to what the later seasons are? Because I assume in season one, it was just basically the four of you, and that's why, like, season two through probably five now, you've got people coming in and playing roles. Yeah, um, I think, well, I mean, we did get... We, we have some, we have some, some people who have been like coming in and doing, you know, smaller roles since the very beginning, which has been awesome. It's been really amazing to have uh, access to such a great pool of performers in Toronto, not just the people that we know, but the people that we've been introduced to, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, we know so-and-so is an incredible, you know, sketch performer and we know exactly how they'll do this and it'll be perfect. And then other times we have people auditioning, it's like, never saw this guy before. He nailed it. Can't wait to have this person in. Um, as far as production, I guess, uh, we, we started off with only six episodes in the first series, which seems at the, like laughably small now. Um, um, and then, you know, we went up to doing 10 episodes and for the final season, we, I think we, we only did eight, which, which was good because we'd all been so exhausted by doing 10. Um, but we were able to have, we did have other writers in the first season, you know, we had the budget for the writers to come in and like, you know, uh, not just numbers of people, but different points of view, people who are novelists, um, people who are, uh, uh, graphic graphic novel writers, um, people who do more plays, and then, you know, a lot of people who are great at sketch also. But I think that we were able to uh, figure out how to do more and more elaborate production stuff without the budget increasing that much, you know, because there's like a bit of a bump, but it's still Canadian television. Like you're working with what you have. So, um, but I think that we found ways that we could still do our grounded, relatable comedy, but get genre in there, you know, cause we're never going to be the, the type of show that does like to the camera, um, you know, uh, commercial parodies, but we found our own way to parody styles or specific shows and stuff like that. Yeah. I noticed that, uh, the genre sort of widened, like there's the, uh, people busting into like a, a mainframe and you've got, Meredith as mouse, and she's like, "Oh, I'll have a system." 
I did it wrong. <laughs> We're in initiating phase three. Well, I've got two minutes to disable the central security system before our position's compromised. So good thing we have the best hacker in North America. Mouse. Yes. You're up. Can't wait to watch this guy work. No. I hear he's like some kind of wizard. How long do we have? One minute, 12 seconds. This is gonna be tight. Yes. Uh, where's that letter? E. There it is. Beside the double C. Where's the. What, what are you doing, man? Type faster. C. You, Got it. I'm typing. What are you doing? Try. I can't no, type I, faster. I've never learned to type. That's the thing. You're a hacker. Yes. 30 seconds. Yes, I am. These are you here somewhere. If I could just find you, oh, you. Okay. Right next to the wall. Yeah, the kidding me? Yeah. Found it. We're yeah. dead. Oops, I just, I made a mistake. Hold on. Delete, 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 delete. I'm just going to have a do over on this okay. one. We're dead. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the things I love about the show is just that it's not just one specific, you know, oh, we spoof commercials, like you said, or we spoof TV shows. You, you'll go to the other genres, and even your directors are capable, and DOPs are capable of mirroring mm. that so specifically. Yeah, and it's a lot of fun. Whenever we do something that's based on something, there's a lot of discussion about getting it right, you know, like the way the camera's moving, the, the color correction, um, and uh, even the acting style, you know, there's a, I, I think that, um, I think it would surprise people who don't make comedy to realize how much work goes into making comedy in general. You know, like uh, comedians know, you know, in sketch comedy, in, improv, anything, like you have to know a style so well and really get it right so that the, the comedy launches at people properly, especially when you're doing, you know, a moment about some some small trivial truth about how people are lazy or something, but you have it in the context of, you know, like a, a tech thriller or a Mad Max or, you know, like a, a Puritan-based <laughs> Puritan um, courtroom scene, which we have one of those coming up in season five, which I was very excited about. Um, you know, we've gotten more kind of daring about it we, we began directing a little bit ourselves too in the fourth and fifth season and i was very pleased to be able to do a scene that uh coming out in season five that uh is inspired by chernobyl the hbo season uh series uh and so that was a lot of fun so we we put so much work to get it right so that the joke really is highlighted yeah so you must have to sit there and watch the show with a a more observing eye rather than someone just who's watching it as, Oh, it's a good drama. You know? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. We have to really look at like, what is it that's making it this way? And then try to recreate that on our, on our budget. Yeah. <laughs> and then where do you find the comedy in that? The yeah, exactly. And we're blessed with like incredible production designers and wardrobe designers and the makeup and the hair. It's, it's kind of incredible how much people, we're like, we'd like to achieve this, and people just throw down with their best creativity. It's it's really exciting. So, like in a shoot day, uh, how many sketches will you run through on average? I guess it it all depends on location, also. Yeah, it depends on location. It depends on the 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 sketch itself. Um, you know, when we're in like when we're shooting early on in our shooting season, which begins in September, when there's still a lot of light during the day. They were spending a day at Trinity Bellwoods Park, which just about every year, I think we've done that. And because you're just using natural light and there's no, you know, set and walls to deal with. I, I think one day we got like eight sketches in because we were just like going from like location to location, 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 location. And then there are other days where we do two because the whole afternoon is set up with like a really elaborate one. You know, there was one year we were shooting at, um, uh, at Castle Loma. And I think we only had three sketches just that day because the first one just like took up a whole huge chunk but we have a really incredible team of assistant directors and the you know production team scheduling all that out because that we block shoot you know we have to have everything written first yep. and then the location team which is incredible finding the locations and it's a it's a crazy 5d chess kind of situation and then occasionally there will be days where we've gotten ahead of schedule and it's like, okay, we have 45 minutes left. Is there anything we can do in 45 minutes? Like, do we have any really micro scenes that we can use with this camera setup 
with these angles, do you know, with whatever costumes, costumes to, yeah. to get something in. And, and it's surprising how often that actually pays dividends and we've used those things because, you know, a, jo- a good joke is a good joke. Yeah. You can spend yeah. half a day in a location and if it doesn't work at the end of it, it's like, well, can't put that on the air. You know, it's, you got to just kill your babies, really. Just trying to think of what ones were shot at Castle Elm because I'm just oh, around the corner. I'll tell you exactly the... Um, Romeo and Juliet. Romeo. Oh, Romeo. Wherefore art thou Romeo? Deny thy father and refuse thy name, or if thou wilt not, be but sworn my love, and I'll no longer be a Capulet. Shall I hear more? Shall I speak at this? Someone there? Who is that? Uh, it's me. It's Romeo. It's Romeo. It's Romeo. Hello. Oh, my God. Wait. What are you doing hanging around below my balcony? I'm waiting to see you. I'm wait, I'm wait, I'm waiting on, I'm waiting to see you. Wow, stalk much? I'm not stalking, what? I, we're in love. Oh, are we? Because we had one religious discussion at a party and now suddenly we're meant to be? Uh, yeah, just like all that pilgrim talk, like back and forth. That's like love, like I love you, like we love each other. Yeah, like I thought at one point I might be interested in you, but that's before I found out you were a giant boundary crosser. <laughs> Wait, were you planning on climbing up here? No, no, no. I know. Yes, no, maybe. Do you want me to? I will. Oh my God, absolutely not. Whoa, if I'd known you were such a weirdo, I never would have even looked at you. I'm not a weirdo. What? Come on now. Look, I got my hair on every, my suit. I'm, I'm a romantic. Look at this. The Romeo and Juliet was there. Yeah. The, uh, the women was the, the John the, Dory. There, where this this guy comes up to, there's like four women and we're all in wigs and he's yeah. asking us questions and we just can't even handle the fact that he's remembered us and, you know, I barf and faint and, you know, so that one was in the beautiful, uh, what's it called? The, uh, like the, when you have a garden inside. The greenhouse. The greenhouse. Yeah. yeah. The greenhouse kind of ballroom area of that. What is it exactly about Mr. Bingleby that has so enthralled the county's young ladies? A rumor has it oh. that when he accompanies a lady on a walk across the heath, he simply asks her how she's doing. And when she answers, he listens. What? Steady yourselves, ladies. Steady yourselves. My good ladies, <laughs> how is this evening treating you uniquely and to your own individual tastes? Uh, oh, my. Uh, well, Mr. Bingleby, yes. I sometimes find the decor of this room to be uh, round, and other times, like, squared. Squared. Are you quite all right, dear? It's just that no one's ever asked. Yes, Miss Daphne, I noticed you fainted ever so briefly. Do tell me of your health and spare no detail. Oh, my. Oh. Oh, my. Is she quite well? Oh, she is. She is too very, um... Squares! Squares! And then there was another sketch that was in the library uh, that was kind of inspired by um, Handmaid's Tale. Uh, so I think that was a day we just did three. Yeah, it was just those three. And plus, like that one that was in the greenhouse, you were all done up in costumes. Oh, yeah. And yeah Carolyn so that, was she had aging makeup, so that takes time, and the wigs take time, and we had tons of, um, uh, you know, we had stunt performers, we had, <laughs> we had background. Now, when I watch anything, uh, I, you know, having produced, you know, worked on producing this show and getting the show together, you know, if I'm watching some big scene, I'm like, that was an expensive day. Look at all those backgrounds. You know, like, look, at, look at all those people. Oh God, how could they pay for this? You know, it, it, and it's, it's quite something. You just think of like the expense nodding up. So how does your writing room work? Like, do you guys write for yourselves or do you pitch ideas and let someone take it away and form it? Um, it, it, it depends a bit, but it's, um, there's the four of us in the writing room. Plus, uh, especially in the last few years, we ended up having, um, uh, kind of a team that we, we stuck with, but we've had like, you know, different people. We'd like to have a lot of voices in the room and like talented people. So there generally will be about 10 people, including us who are like the core writers all the way through the writing process, which is about, you know, if we have like. 10 episodes we would be writing for like 11 to 12 weeks 
And then we'll have other people who are coming in for just a couple of weeks or people who are story editors who are just coming into like lob ideas or help us with um, funny lines or jokes. Um, and we roughly have like one, one week for every episode. So on Monday, everybody's in a room, just us. We, um, everybody brings in ideas and kind of talk about them. There's discussion around them. And that's a really open time where uh, even if somebody just says, I noticed this thing that I do, even if they don't have the premise for it, but we can all tell that there's something there, um, there'll be a long discussion. And, you know, you can tell like how many people say, oh, I've done that too. We'll kind of just back the idea around and find out like, what is the moment? Sometimes people will come in with a scene and they have like the premise and we realize, oh, that's actually two premises. So we'll like break them apart. Sometimes people have the scene, like it's, it's done. There it is. It's perfect. Like, you know, the first draft all the way to the final production is the same. Um, and then we go, you know, but that's idea time. And then for a couple of days, everybody writes, you can write by yourself, you can write with another person, um, while you're doing that, there have been lots of weeks where I like had my ideas, none of them were good. And then while I was writing, other ideas coming up were even just out of a conversation that you have with somebody. There were a couple of seasons where I was sitting right next to Jennifer Goodhue, who's one of our staff, main staff writers and also has appeared on the show a lot. And we went through Second City together. And just like having interaction, like, oh, like there's a scene where um, <clears throat> Goodhue and I wrote together where... Uh, there's uh, robbers coming to rob a bank and this woman can't stop picking hairs off of their outfits because like that, yeah, and that getting hair out of it because we just noticed like when you turn and you're listening to somebody at a meeting and you see a hair on their shoulder, like it's so hard not to do that. Can you just let me do the talking? I'll like, do the talking. I'll get the talking right. Well, oh, no, I'm just sorry. Like since when did you become the leader? Really? Uh, since this was my idea and I got the plan together and I got the getaway car. It's a rental. I, well, it doesn't matter if it's a rental. This is my thing and I'm the leader. Okay, let me you do your thing. I'm just saying you should do it right. That's okay. all. Oh! hair hanging off your shirt and I've been like staring at it for an hour. Get back. Oh, back. I'm going back. Look, we have to be united front. Yes. The cops have to see that we're together. Mm -hmm. If there's any kind of division between us, they're going to see it's a crack and yep. they're try to explain it and fill it with bullets. We're dead. And we can't. We're, we're... Ah! What did I just tell you? Um, it's just, you have so much hair on you. I mean, do you have a cat? No, 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 cats? she doesn't have a cat. She doesn't have a cat, but you know what she does have? Gray hair. Check this out. Give you get me that. That's from those home cakes that you keep buying over the counter and this they make your head smell like a turkey with the fried arse. They are affordable. Things are really stressful right now. Doug got fired. Doug got fired? Yes, he did. Why do you think me? I'm here? So that was just like, okay, what's the craziest, you know, situation we can put them in? Um, and uh, so there's that kind of thing. It just comes up and you just have to have that ability to notice like, oh, there's a little something there. There's a little something we should pursue. Hmm. So you said you write, like, you spend a, a week on an episode. So mm. you guys, are, how many sketches do you try to write for each episode? Or you, you don't pick and choose and say, like, oh, well, let's put that one in this episode. Cause well, that's actually how we do do it. When I say, like, a, a week per episode, I don't mean that we write out the episode each week and we film that and then that makes it on zero. It's just, like, roughly the ratio is one week of writing for every episode that we'll put up. But we overwrite quite a bit. Like um, in uh, was it the season three, we had 10 episodes. And I think we wrote something like 600 or 700 sketches total. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then you, you know, that's total that, you know, we read in the room. And then you choose the ones that will keep going forward. Um, and, and we generally end up with about... 15 sketches that we're choosing from for each episode. But, you know, you never know really, you know, then it becomes another kind of puzzle where it's like, okay, uh, we have this many. Um, there's one that's five minutes long. There's a bunch that are shorter, you know, uh, and then also when you're editing them, you have to get them down to the right length to go in, but it doesn't make sense. So it's, uh, we don't put the episodes together until we've shot everything and they're all edited. Cause then we can look and you see what works, what works together. Um, you're trying to balance out um, not only the length and the tone of it, you know, like the, the setting, you can't have an entire episode of women sitting in restaurants. You want to like switch it up a little bit. Um, and then occasionally it happens like 
you know, we don't write to be topical, you know, week by week the way some Saturday Night Live does. But occasionally it happens that a sketch um, anticipated things or, or uh, so it's like, oh, let's definitely put that in. Or a sketch suddenly uh, is no longer relevant. Something's happened. Um, or in the meantime, we've discovered that somebody else has already done that sketch. So it's like, ugh, you know, we can't, even though we didn't know about it, you, you know, yeah. the last thing you want is to be seen to be taking somebody's jokes. So it's like, you know, get rid of that one. Um, so it's a really organic process and um, we all weigh in on that and we all have, you know, our favorites. We definitely want to get this one in. And then there's ones that everybody loves that have to get in. So it, it's, it's a lot of, um, we spend a lot of time on that, on the post-production. Oh, uh, so like season three, I think you had Janine Garofalo on it. Yes. And like, season three? Yes. Yes. You had Janine on they all, it. They all merged together. <laughs> um, and obviously you had to use all of her stuff on whatever one episode due to like actor rules for paying performers. I assume you'd have to pay her just for the one episode rather than three. Uh-huh. Like, well, when, when she was in and like anytime we've had a guest performer in, like they're generally in for like a day, you know, because they're, that's their, their schedule. And so we try to, um, that's another kind of like piecing things together. Like if we know, like we have these two roles that are real good for guests and, you know, we try for the person, they come and we're like, is there anything else that we can put them in that they would be great in? We could do that day that also fit the location. Sorry, we don't want to hold you up. I know you're busy, but can you take a selfie? We're with huge us? Fans. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you oh, so thank you. much. So much. Okay. Thank you. Right. Right. Here we go. Oh, nice. okay. That's so nice of you. Right. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Uh, uh, sorry. Okay. Okay. Oh, no. It's no. just, oh. I think it's because you're short. I'm just going to give you a little bit. And then, uh, and occasionally, you know, like we had Reggie Watts on and in, in season, uh, season two. Happy birthday to you. Thank you, you guys. This is amazing. Yeah, well, um, there's something even more amazing. Um, we actually got you more than just a cake. Uh, we know that you love music. I do. I love music. Uh, so we found someone who makes up songs. On the internet. On the oh. internet. Yeah, and anyway, we pooled all the information we know about you around yeah. the office, and uh, we gave it to him, and he made up a song. Amazing. I love music, guys. Yeah. Anyway, enjoy. Here it is. Oh. Happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday. You might be 44, but you look like more like 42, yeah. Oh, you like to do lots of things like shopping online. Yes, you live in a lime green house with a red door. Whoa, whoa. You tried to get some things from the store, but you dropped your wallet and this guy came up to you and said, hey, here's your wallet back. And you thanked him and gave him a loony, a loony, yeah. And then you went over to your car and then you dropped your keys and someone said, hey, can I help you? You said, no, you got into your car, you drove it and you went around the block a couple times just thinking about how lonely you are at night. Yeah. And not every sketch that he was, that he performed and made it, you know, even though he's amazing, uh, just because that same kind of thing, like, oh, the sketch just didn't work. But um, we, we tried very hard that... You know, you have a sense sometimes, like, oh, this sketch is, it, it's really solid. You know, something would have to go terribly wrong for this not to go well. Uh, was it a conscious decision uh, not to have, like, recurring characters? Like, I think only the red wine ladies and maybe the construction workers. That Yeah, yeah. Out. I mean, when we, when we set out, that was something that we didn't want to get trapped in, and that if it worked, we would do it again. But then we would only do it as long as it worked. You know, I think in season five, we didn't have any construction workers because Carol and Meredith both felt like they played it out. Oh, whoa, 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 bro, 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 check it out, check it out. I know, man, that chick, she is banging, man. She is, like, slamming. Yeah, um, I'd like to hit that. Yeah, yeah, why don't you go tap it, man? <laughs> yeah. Tap it. <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. Could I hit that? Uh, yeah, it's gonna take a break anyway. Thank so you, thank you know. very much. Okay, easy. Take it easy, man. Take it easy. You got to hit it, and then you got to quit it. That's cool, bro. Right. Get out of here. Thanks for the support, man. Uh, all right. Yeah. Um, we do have, we do have, it's kind of more like little Easter eggs. Like
you know, ladies in the office will show up again and again. Jen, you know, that does happen. Um, uh, Jen Whalen and I enjoyed playing cops together that we did it again and again. Uh, but they didn't have specific names really. Yeah. Uh, I think we'd all had experience with, um, you know, here's the segment of this person and this character uh, where you feel that you have to do it, even if it's not uh, the most inspired uh, chapter in that character story. And we just wanted to be able to do whatever we wanted and not be constrained by something. So if we wanted to do it, we would do it. And it was really fun when we had people come back and characters come back. Uh, so yeah, we enjoy it. We enjoy it, but it's more like Easter eggs than recurring characters. Right, yeah. So how do you all decide on like this will this role be for the four of us or do we let an outside actor come in because like when you guys had like jen goodhue on as vicky your emotional support person like that was quite a big role and very centered to the plot of that sketch like welcome everyone welcome to group it's so nice to see so many new faces as we remember why the old faces are not here tonight Okay, so when you're supporting someone through an illness, it's important to remember the circles of support. So at the center is the person experiencing the illness. Oh, that's my friend Judy. That's true. And I'm Vicky. Okay. Yeah, yeah she's sick and I'm not sick. Okay, yeah. good to know. Okay. Yeah. Hi, Judy. Hi, Vicky. Well, Hi. okay. So the person at the center, when they need to cry or be angry or whatever, they can unload those feelings on the people closest to them, people in the first ring. That would be people like a spouse, like a close family member or a best friend. Oh, oh that's me. That's oh, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the, I don't want to be this, but I want to be this one. Yes, yes, right there. That's me. Yeah. Hi, Vicky. Hi. Oh, we should do this now, Judy. Sorry about this. Judy's husband got freaked out because, you know, of all the sickness and the smell, which is bad. And then you got to also get in and go, and we got to wipe that right in there. So he left her. That makes me. Bam! Best friend, number one circle, right here, first tier. Yeah. Boo! Damn. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much, Vicky. That's enough. Yes. How do you decide? Yeah. Like, let's give this to someone else rather than us. Uh, it depends. Um, like if we have a, uh, you know, if we have a scene and suddenly it's like, oh, this would make, you know, I'll do this unless we get a guest actor in which you know like reggie watts the scene where he's the musician i was going to be playing that part was like well let's get reggie watts you know kind of thing and then you shift to something else um sometimes occasionally it's happened that somebody gets sick and it's like we need to quickly rejig this like um there's a scene where i am drinking water a lot um and i'm trying to get meredith to to like about the joys of drinking water and hydrating Oof, someone's looking tired. Oh, I, thanks. <laughs> I just worked late last night. You should drink more water. I drink water. Mmm! You can always drink more. Honestly, it gives me ten times the energy that caffeine does. Yeah, it's cool. It's important to stay hydrated. I hear you. I don't even need to moisturize anymore because of all the water that I drink. Well, you should probably still use moisturizer because, you know, we're not getting any younger. Mm. Actually, honestly... Because of all the water that I drink, I think I might be getting younger. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the grind, I guess. Mm -hmm. You're drenched in piss, by the way. Mm. My skin's never looked better. And so I actually drank so much water during that sketch that I ended up having some kind of uh, like hypothermia kind of reaction. I had so much cold water in me. So I ended up having to go to the emergency room just to get checked out. And I was supposed to shoot a scene this af that afternoon and Meredith, you know, incredibly because she was exhausted stepped in uh to do this sketch where like two roommates kept keep breaking stuff oh, fuck. Uh, fuck. Oh, fuck. And she was amazing. Um, and that's, that's happened tons of times where we've just had to like quickly step in. Um, and so sometimes it's just scheduling and then sometimes it's like, Hey, like this person will be amazing or, you know, um, we'd like 
somebody to step in and we want to, you know, hear somebody else. We get sick of ourselves. We get sick of looking at ourselves, really. Because then you have to edit it too in your arm. I know, I know. Is it really funny? Like, you can get into that mindset. Canadian always goes through that, like, oh, I'm doing terrible. I think we're all convinced often, it's like, I'm not very good in that. We're like, what are you talking about? You're doing amazing. But I think everybody, every performer has that kind of, you know, in an interview uh, carolyn mentioned that she wrote like the flippers in the pool sketch yeah it was so impressive to watch yeah i feel really good about that i feel really good about that you should you were the fastest person in the pool you laughed yeah you laughed everybody it doesn't matter sorry to interrupt but she wasn't exactly the the fastest one in the pool same well yes sir she was yeah, but she was wearing flippers. So flippers are they're allowed in the pool. Yeah, uh, yeah sure, but they're still kind of cheating, you know. It's really not a competition. Cool, I get it, but then I don't know why you would be congratulating her. It's not competition. And that uh, she enjoys writing like that petty person type of comedy. So I'm yeah. almost certain she wrote the one where uh, the woman's getting compliments on whatever dress she had worn. That was hers. Hey, listen, thanks again for lending me this dress. I don't have anything fancy. You saved me. My God, no problem at all. I have a ton of dresses that I only wear once. And you honestly, you look great. You look awesome. Oh, my God! Oh, hold the phone. Oh, my gosh, you look amazing. This dress is fantastic. Thank you. You are so welcome. So I'll see you guys later. Be good. I'll talk to you afterwards, okay? Okay. 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 Bye. 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 OMG. That groomsman just totally checked me out. I think it's because of my dress. <laughs> it's my dress. Let's find our seats. Oh my God. I love that dress. That dress? Yeah, that's actually mine. It's my dress. Oh. Yeah, I just lent it to her. Oh. My dress. I'm sorry. I just, I have to tell you this. Every guy in here, Every guy is like, who's the girl in the dress? Oh, who's the girl in the dress? You look radiant. You really do. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. Wow, looks yeah. like my dress is a hit. Yay! <laughs> Yay. I think that was Carolyn. And yeah, that was like a classic, like, well, hang on, not really. It was like Karen is like a proto-Karen kind of uh, <laughs> character. But, uh, yeah. The, the main question is, uh, do each of you have like a certain style, like, like, what's your comedy that you prefer to write? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, Thanks. I'm just doing this interview for a podcast. Do you want to say hi? Or oh, hey, This is my oh, son. Hello. Hey, hey bud. <laughs> Actually, been in the show occasionally. You could see him on the in the opening credits. Oh, yeah, you're chasing him around. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what do we like to do? Um, that's a good question. I do think we all have things that we've done consistently like obviously Meredith you know has these has their physical sketches Carolyn definitely has like the nitpicker characters I've noticed that just about every season I have a character who monologues at young women all right awesome grizzlies gather around take a hand let's get ready we gather here before this game to give praise and thanks we know that our wins and losses do not come from us but from a higher power we give thanks to the disposable incomes of these girls' parents that allow them to spend hours and hours practicing their passing skills, right? Yeah! We give thanks to the municipal council that diverted tax incentives to our community so the arena could be built, right? Yeah! We give thanks to the multinational beer corporation that donated sweet cash so these girls could play hockey with jerseys with ad space on the back, right? Yeah! We give thanks to the deft hands of the Chinese ladies who toil with no human rights in order to manufacture hockey pucks, right? Yeah! All right, we're gonna go out there, we're gonna play hard, we're gonna play good. One, two, three. Awesome Grizzlies! Get your stuff, let's get her on the ice. Uh, telling them like terrible things. You know, I was like a lawyer talking to my daughter and then there's the one where I'm putting my daughter to bed and I'm telling her about the terrible future that she has in store for her. Right. Um, uh, Jen, uh, Jen definitely likes writing. Um, she likes kind of like super superpower, uh, high production stuff. She one where she was a pope. She, we did the that lady sketch. The city needs your help. What do you need us to do, Commissioner Ginger? Over there. <coughs> a 
Hey, news flash. This is a free country and I can smoke wherever I want, okay? Get him. Uh, I don't know. I feel kind of awkward saying something, you know? I'm tough and I, I can shoot lasers from my eyes. It's like blow things up, but really bad. Super yeah. bad at interpersonal conflict. Not my thing. Yeah, nobody really wants to be that lady. No. You know? What? That lady. Yes. That lady. Is there a problem here? That lady? The people on that patio need your help. That's so rude. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. Yes, you. Um, we're, you know, like we're super, uh, oh, super yeah. Yeah. and then he comes in and uh, she's really good at writing those big ones, but she's also great at writing short ones as well. Um, but she usually has one where somebody is exasperated, I would say, and like has a break of, uh, uh, like a breakout moment where she's like, why can't we just do this? You know, whether it's about being a step parent or, or whatever. Yeah. But the nice thing about all my coworkers, I think is everybody's ability to really do everything. Mm -hmm. uh, although like we all have our strengths and that's for sure. Um, it's always awesome to watch everybody switch back and forth and um, be bosses or, be the crazy person or be the person reacting um, like low status, high status. Um, everybody has the ability to be goofy and, and do, you know, crazy kind of things, you know, Jen Whalen will be like high status robe, but she'll also be like, you know, the, the office lady who has a cold and, and everybody has that same ability to, to really um, show a huge range. It's a real mm. joy to watch. Everybody's very, very talented and I'm always in awe watching them. So is there a particular skit or sketch? I mean, they're the same thing that you wrote that, uh, or maybe that you were just part of that is your favorite. Oh, well, the one that I mentioned before about me talking to my daughter um, putting her to bed and she says, you know, like, what will I be when I grow up? Mommy. Yes, sweetie. What am I going to be when I grow up? Oh, well, I think first you'll achieve your dream of being a doctor, but then the ocean currents will change course and there'll be waves of mass migration and crop failure. Then you'll end up as a scavenger, sifting through piles of garbage for food and raw materials. And then, after the final war, when Daddy and I are long dead, the people of your sewer tribe will catch an incurable cold, and you'll be the person who cradles the bodies as they die. Sweet dreams, honey. Uh, I wrote that one, I think, in one pass, and it was just kind of an expression of how I feel thinking about my son and his future. So that one, I was... I. Not that I love the subject matter. It's like a horror-filled future to me. Um, that one I was very happy with. And it, it's one that sticks with me. Like, I think about it all the time. Every time I read something terrible in the news. Um, but it's so hard to choose. One of the... Um, I didn't write this one. Meredith wrote, Meredith, uh, wrote this one in the first season... Um, where she's trying to buy Monistat, and I'm a oh. pharmacist. Hi, um, could I have a package of Monistat, please? You've seen your doctor? Oh, no, you don't need a prescription. That's an over-the-counter medication. Yeah, so you could, you could just hand it to me. That's right over the counter. You're experiencing some vaginal burning. Oh, um, yes. Yes, I am, but I just finished a round of antibiotics, so I think, like, that's it, so... Maybe it's from your panties being too tight. Excuse me? A too tight synthetic panty. My underwear are fine. Your panties, my panties are really good. They're really good. Really? Yeah, really. I am pretty confident that I know how to deal with this, and I can see it right there. Could you just reach back and grab it and then... Okay. When you're decontaminating the area, you need to use clean water. Wow. And no harsh soaps, and only use the washcloth ones. Okay, so don't do that anymore. I know how to wash myself. You know why? Because I'm an adult. And that one just kind of... Uh, I don't think, I think it was only on the day that I kind of worked out in the trailer and you know, I was working on the lines. You have this like time to like, which scene am I doing? What am I doing? Um, and that pharmacist just kind of, 
just kind of arrived. And uh, that was very, very fun to do. Another one that was one of my all-time favorites doing was um, the one where I'm trying to buy wine. And one of our guests, Mae Martin, uh, is the person who's asking me, do I have ID to prove that I'm uh, a senior? Hi. Hi. Did you find everything you're looking for? Yes, that's it for me. Thank you. Great. I'm sorry. I, we have to ask. Can I see some ID? ID? <laughs> God, of course. Gosh, it's, it's been ages since anyone. Sorry, we have to ask. I know, you're just doing your job. Yeah, before we apply the seniors discount, we have to ask, because oldies are sneaky. Excuse me? We often get people in their 50s being really sneaky and trying to get the seniors discount. So we have to ask. I'm, uh, I'm 39. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, my bad. Sorry, you must have lived, lived a life. Yeah. yeah. And May, uh, I believe, wrote that one, if not rewrote it, but I think she wrote that one. She's been a friend of ours for a long time, and she's a very, very talented writer. She's written almost every season, I think, until she got too busy doing her own show. And that scene, at a certain point, it just goes right into improv. Like, once she starts asking me all, like, you know, have I done this or that, or, like, gone on an airplane ride or gone to the Sahara or whatever... That was basically all improvised for the rest of it. And it was so much fun. And she's so much fun to act with. Uh, and I was very, I really enjoyed being that, that person. So that was one of them as well. But there's so, so many. It's very, very hard to choose. And also even remember, because there have been so many that, like, the number that we've done that never even made it to air even. You know, like, it's, yeah. it's uh, but they're all, um, uh, there's many, many favorites. Yeah, I think you're probably my favorite, uh, which would, uh, I know uh, Jay, shit, what's his name? <laughs> I know many Jays. Which one? Uh, Jay McCarroll. Yes. You did the song for it, You're Riding Your Bike <laughs> down the street. Here I sit, on my bike. I'm feeling good and I'm feeling right. I pedal once, I pedal twice. I've got some momentum and that feels nice. I'm moving, grooving down the street. Hey there, teens, check out this beat. Here's my helmet and my bell. When I want to turn, I do a hand signal. This means left, this means right, this means stop, and then... Oh, the, uh, here I sit upon my bike, that one? Yeah. Yeah, 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 he gave us a little track for that. I, I'm trying to remember. I think it was Alison Hogg wrote the lyrics. And we got Jay, who did our, our opening uh, music and, and other, other uh, notable music bits. He gave us the track for that. And, uh, yeah, I was like, I think that's the whitest I've ever been on our show. I'm a very white woman. Yeah. And that was, like, the the most, like, Marsh Simpson-ish, like, here I sit. You know, it was, very, it was a lot of fun to do. And it's weird in a way that we've been able to do this show the way we wanted in our hometown, like literally down the street from our homes. I can like Trinity Bellas is over there. And then all of our talented friends like Jay, you know, all our friends who are on the show, my husband's been on the show, um, students. It's, it's really satisfying. I have to say to show people off that we know are so great to the world. And uh, it's been, that's part of the delight of the whole thing. Yeah. It is yeah. nice seeing like the community that that I know, like Tony Napo's in it. Uh, yes. Todd Campbell played like your boyfriend in the scene. Yes. Uh, Michael Ayub was one of my teachers at Toronto Film School. He was your father. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty great. I have to say that the part of it, and I, I hope great for them as well. Uh, so season five is going to be the final season. You yes. Decided to get out while you're ahead, and I'm sure it's tough. Every, every year to come up with another, what, a hundred sketches? Oh, yeah, many, many. I mean, like, everybody everybody writes uh, doing it. It's, it's kind of, it's a full-time job. Uh, we were working on it so much, so sometimes I forget that pe other people outside of us are watching it because it's just so much, you know, there's, there's the writing, there's the pre-production, there's the production, there's the post-production, then there's a tiny, tiny break before we would go back into it. So I think you can see, like, this gray coming out. Um, it looks like highlights right now, but it, um, yeah, we've all we've all lost <laughs> a few years off our lives, 
from doing this amazing work. It's been, it's been amazing. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, although I guess we would have had a break now anyway from. Seems like it. <laughs> yeah. So we were just ahead of the curve, you know, like there's a pandemic coming. We're done. We're good. Let's call it quits. <laughs> yeah. We'll do just enough that everybody can get like a new delivery in the fall when whatever's happening in the real world. So hopefully, you know, one of the nice things that we get, like I've had people at bus stops say like, you know, I like when I need to cheer up, we'll just go and like watch a few on YouTube, uh, which is like the highest aim that I think you have as a comedian, right? It's like to make somebody feel better for three minutes. Yeah. And um, uh, I hope that we help some people feel better during this bizarre, crazy dumpster fire of a year. <laughs> Oh, I just binged it all again in the last three days since you said you would do this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, sure, man. I've had nothing going on. So you guys have shot and done everything already? You guys are yeah. good to go? Yeah, there's still a few. I think we've delivered them. There's a couple. There were like the last thing was like the color correction, uh, but that was a few weeks ago. So they've been sent off to CBC and they're ready. They're in the shoot, ready to deploy. like it. So what's yeah. next for you? I know Meredith is doing uh, Lady Dicks. She is doing Lady Dicks. Jen Whale is also working on that um, as a, in the writing room. So I guess they're all, you know, like everybody in the business is prepping for whenever we get to go back to work. Yeah. Uh, so I'm having fun doing, uh, developing some projects, which is really exciting. Um, so there's a lot of like Zoom meetings where we're like, what are we doing? You know, but then also there's tons of time to kind of think about things. Um, as far as like work, I've been really lucky to do voice work. Um, because we can do that. My husband has a really nice setup in our in our house. Not a full-on studio, but like a, a pretty good size, a, a good um, a good microphone. So we've been able to do voice work and stuff like that. But then it's also right. time for reflecting and thinking, like, what do people want to watch next? Because yeah. all the things that are, I think, waiting to go into production, you know, it's like we're all waiting for, like, the next season of Succession or The Witcher or whatever it is. But then there's also like, what do I want to make after this? And um, what will be relevant? You know, what do you, what will people need to watch? And so what a lot of right now is paying attention also to like me as a consumer and the world. Um, but then, uh, you know, also I think right now everybody's like taking time, just like, just like everybody else in the world, um, to kind of, you know, lock down, be with your people. Uh, and then performers still have all this time because I think we'll be the very last workplace to go back in. You know, you can't really do an improv show without a crowd. And I think that very last stage of everybody finally being like shoulder to shoulder and laughing in a group uh, and expelling tons of droplets filled with whatever we're carrying, will, uh, that'll be the last thing to come in, I think. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I mean, performers, you know, you must be cooling your heels as well, I guess, right? Yeah, like there's no gym open either, so I'm just sitting around getting fat. <laughs> we all are too. It's like, oh, but it's like, I shouldn't have the ice cream, but I need the ice cream right now. So you just say, so oh. hot, I have to eat the ice cream. <laughs> well, this has been lovely. Oh, I'm so glad. And didn't we kind of forgot about the world for half an hour while we chatted, didn't we? Bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't forget that my windows were closed, that's for sure. I hope the sound is not too bad. I, we we live on a major street, so I do hear traffic going past. So I, uh, I, heard I feel like a little old lady kind of like, oh, what's going on out there? You know, looking down and seeing who's out, who's got a mask, who doesn't. Get that lady out there. No. Yeah. Well, great. Thank you, Aurora. Well, my pleasure. Uh, thank you for watching the show and enjoying the show. And uh, someday, maybe, you know, you'll be falling down the stairs for me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be stunting it up together. I'll, I'll go. I'll phase into my next my my action movie phase, and you know we'll be uh, we'll be falling off cliffs together. What fun! If I haven't convinced you yet to give this show a shot, then do two of the following: look them up on YouTube. Their sketches are perfect for that platform. You may see ones that speak to you, and two, follow their Instagram at Baroness Von Sketch. The page is chock full of great posts. Once you've done that, download CBC Gem if you haven't yet and watch the show. I told you about CBC Gem the last two weeks. It's free. Just do it. And if CBC wants to sponsor some of these pods, well, that would be helpful. Aurora, I know you're listening. Thank you for your time. Oliver Recksteins did the final mix. 
check his site in the show notes. Please leave a rating, review, and subscribe to A Plus Podcast on all your podcast apps. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at A Plus Pod. And as always, don't press that button. Okay, we've got a lovely test subject, Mirabelle, hooked up to a series of electrodes. Hi. Hi. Wendy. Mirabelle. Great. So, Wendy, the choice before you today Mm -hmm. is to sit alone with your thoughts, no cell phones, no internet, no magazines, etc., or to press this button, sending a jolt of electricity through Mirabelle's body. Um, Just so I'm clear, I sit alone with my thoughts, or I press that button. Yes. Oh, no, 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 no. Not just yet. Okay. Um, I'm just going to go to the other room. Yeah. And um, you just see how long... Okay, okay, Wendy. Yes. Every time you press the button... What? The level of electricity going through Mirabelle's body goes up. So you want to really think about whether or not... Really? Okay, why? Why? Why Why did you you press press the button? button? I did it because you said to listen to the thoughts in my head. Hello, press the button. Okay. And then... Okay, okay, just... Thank you. How's it going out there? Yeah, it's great. Great, thanks. Um, Wendy. Yes. In some of these studies, the people don't even press the button at all. They they only think about pressing the button. And you don't even have to think about the button. You can think about whatever you want. No. Okay. Oh, thought about pressing the button. It's just too.